Welcome to this episode of the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, the first podcast dedicated to helping engineers and technical professionals with both their personal and professional development. In this episode, I will be talking with Matthew Dick, an engineering leader working at a transportation technology company and his PE Moonlighting as a sci-fi author. Matthew will be talking about his career journey, growing as an engineering leader, and the experience while writing about it in a sci-fi novel. I'm your host, Jeff Perry, the new host of the Engineering Career Coach podcast. I serve as a leadership and career coach that helps engineers and technical professionals realize their true potential and make intentional career transitions. I love helping people make these transitions and optimize their success. Often we work on developing soft skills like leadership and mindset to unlock this hidden potential and remove these self-imposed roadblocks. I founded More Than Engineering to bring together my love for engineering and technology with my passion for helping people improve and live more fulfilled lives. And I now run a program called the Engineering Career Accelerator. You can find more information at engineeringcareeraccelerator.com. Now, let me tell you a little bit more about our guest for today. Matthew G. Dick is an engineering leader and has recently published his first science fiction novel that has a great leadership growth theme about an astronaut building the first sustainable colony on an exoplanet. Matthew is a big fan of Patrick Lencioni's books that teach a leadership growth through fictional stories and use them as inspiration to write a full-length leadership growth novel with STEM and humor themes mixed in. Now, let me bring you into our main segment with a quote that I think is applicable to today's topic. This quote is from James A. Michener. Character consists of what you do on the third and fourth tries. Now let's transition to the main segment of today's show. Now it's time to jump right into the main segment of our episode. Today I'm talking with Matthew Dick and we'll be talking about growing as an engineering leader. Matthew, welcome to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Now, Matt, I'm really excited to to talk to you and get to know more about what's going on and what you're working on these days. But before we really get started, can you tell us a little bit more about what it is that you do on a daily basis? Yep, absolutely. So I'm a engineering manager at a transportation technology company based out of the Washington, D.C. area. Uh, It just happens that I do a lot of work with the railroad industry. So I deliver technology to the rail industry to really help prevent them having derailments and accidents and things like that. Uh, I manage a team of about 65 people, have another about 35 people I'm responsible for. Been an engineering manager for about uh, 15 years now. Wow. Glad you're keeping people safe. <laughs> lots of lots of need for that. And have you been working a lot with the railroad over the course of your career? Is this a relatively new thing? How long have you been in that particular industry? Uh, believe it or not, all the way back to my freshman year of college. Wow. So you've been there quite a long time. Excellent. So thanks for sharing that. It gives people a little bit more background about your daily work. But I'm really curious to learn more about, uh, you recently wrote a book called Seed, a hard science fiction novel about survival, colonization, and leadership growth. Can you tell us more about what this book is about? So the book follows a engineer that is trying to kickstart the first interplanetary colony. And so the book starts out with him 
trying to get a colony on Mars going, but he's running into a lot of problems. Ultimately, they, they fail and they have to return back home. Uh, and on the trip back home, he has an epiphany on how to actually get people over to an, a completely different planet, different solar system, everything, but do it with realistic technology today. And so no hibernation, no faster than light. It, the book takes a very practical, hard science fiction approach, which is trying to be as scientifically accurate as possible. And when he lands on the new planet, that's where the book really starts, uh, where he is literally taking a shovel and digging his first hole. He's building his first building. He's raising children, uh, raising livestock, growing crops, the whole thing. And so the book goes all the way from that point to where the end, where he's got a civilization really up and going and self-sustaining. And it, it's really interesting because it parallels uh, running a company, building a company, those sorts of things. So the book not only gets into like the scientific aspects of it, but more of what kind of person does it take to make a colony and have that growth go along with it? to be from the person that starts it to the person that really can step away and it can run on its own. Interesting idea to write a book kind of in the science fiction way, but to be teaching these other principles. Where did these ideas come from for you to connect this you know, interplanetary colonization idea with, with growing and, and leadership and careers and stuff like that? Where did that come from for you? Yeah, so a couple sources. So the the sci-fi aspects of it is I've always been a big sci-fi fan. And uh, at the time, I was doing a lot of traveling uh, before the, the pandemic. And I had a lot of time to drive and look out the windshield and think about story ideas. And so that's how the the sci-fi aspect of it came together. And then the the business and the leadership side of it, that really came about with at the time, I was also going through a very stressful, challenging time with work. And writing was a bit of a, a reflective, how can I get better through the situation I'm in? I am a big fan of a lot of different books, both on the sci-fi and the business side, and I kind of drawed upon them to, to build this book. Okay, so the actual writing came from you being able to use that as a, as a tool and no process to help you get through some of the challenge you were facing at the time. Did I understand that correctly? Yeah. So I really what it boiled down to is I needed a hobby. And, and again, at the time I was traveling a lot, I was probably traveling about uh, 60, 70% of the time. And so that it's very hard to have a normal hobby in that lifestyle. And so I found that writing actually worked really well on that. So about half of the book I wrote in airplanes and in airports it was very easy to just pop open my laptop and right away, it, it worked really well for that. And I found that having a hobby that really took mental effort to, to get it to work, took my mind off of work problems and really helped me refresh and, and do better at dealing with the challenges I was having with work. Okay. So was there ever any moment that, that you finally decided and committed to, I'm not just going to do this as a hobby. I'm actually going to create a whole book out of this and, and do something and, and package this together. What was that moment like? And what made you to make that final decision and really commit to turning it into something like a full book? 
At the time, I was doing a lot of research on to what does it take to write a book? Uh, what does it take to publish a book? All those sorts of details. And I looked around and I saw that if these other folks can do it, why can't I do it? And so uh, that's the time that I really said, look, I, I need to do something other than be thinking about work all the time. I need something else. So I basically started, right at the first chapter, wrote the second chapter, and this kept going. Uh, and, and admittedly, that whole process took about a year and a half. And then editing took about another half year. Very cool. But what I really loved about what you said is looking at other people who moved through the process before you, and you thought to yourself, if they can do it, why can't I? And what an empowering way to look at this and to be recognizing that there are other skills and activities that we can try out as engineers or other people in our careers that go beyond just what our main work responsibility is, to, but, but to really grow and develop in other areas. And I'm happy that you were able to see and recognize that as an opportunity for you. And then to actually do something about that is, is pretty empowering. So that's really cool to see. I think a lot of us can take some lessons from that. So Matt, now that you've written the book, has it done anything or affected your engineering career in any way? Yeah, so the the main character definitely has a lot of parallels to myself. So he's trying to build this colony. He's trying to grow people underneath of him to run the colony. It's a very much like running a business. And from the start of the the book, when he just gets going, he's struggles with stress and organizing and motivating and all those sorts of things is very much like how I was when I first started being a manager. I never took a course when I first became a manager. You just kind of get thrown into it and learn along the way. And at the end of the book, he's surpassed where I am uh, as far as being a leader. So at the very end of the book, I don't want to give it all away, but he's definitely grown a lot to the point to where if he's no longer with the colony, the colony will survive without him. And he's very humble at that point. He's very proud of his team, uh, very low stress, that sort of stuff. And so that's the position that I'm striving towards. I want to be to that place. So I, I'm somewhere between where the main character starts and when the main character ends. And so looking at that, it helps me reflect, well, what further do I need to do to get to that end state? I love that kind of seeing yourself in the character. Obviously, you're the one that wrote it. So a lot of it is going to come from your own influences but not just what you've already been through, but what you intend and hope to achieve and get to at that point, the level of development and progress you're going to make. That character and the development is, is something that, that you see as yourself as a work in progress, just like we all are in our careers and our lives, right? So I, I love that. So as you've worked through some of these challenges yourself and some of the challenges you're dealing with now and over the course of your engineering career, do you have any advice? for young engineers that might be listening and going through some tough times that they're facing right now? I should probably give a little bit more background on, on why at that point I was having challenges. I, I don't want people to think like the railroad industry, it's it's terrible to work in. It's so high stress. It's, you know, it is a challenging industry, like a lot of industries, but at that particular time, I had a particular challenge, which was I had a project manager leave the company and left two projects in, in a very sad state. And, and when you're 
the boss or the manager, it, the buck stops with you. There's no one else to take care of it other than yourself. And so I had to really dive into these two projects and get them straightened out on top of my day job. And that was very, very challenging, probably the, the most challenging portion of my career. And uh, I'm very happy that I've gotten through that. Those two projects have been closed out at this point, finished out well, things are back to normal. I'm very, very proud of that. But dealing with stress is probably, particularly for engineering managers, is one of the most challenging things. And, and ensuring that that doesn't eat away at you. Uh, that's certainly, again, in the rail industry, I've, I've had to deal with that uh, stress management is an important thing. I do feel that part of writing this book, one of the things that I found was having a hobby, as, as cliche as it sounds, having a hobby helps. Because it, what really worked well for me is my brain always wants to run. It always wants to think. And if it all it has to do to think about is work stuff, and if that work stuff is stressful, then you're stressed out all the time. Uh, but if you have a hobby, and in my case, writing a book, my thoughts turn towards solving plot problems. Where is the main character going to go? How is he going to solve that issue? And it's now no longer a work stress related time. It's a, a fun thinking about the hobby time. And I do honestly feel that helped me out quite a bit. That's awesome. So you would definitely recommend that people find a hobby or, or I've heard other people just say some other project, something you can dive into that's unrelated to their main career or other things they're wanting to learn that, that they can dive into can help them through some of those other tough times and struggles they're having. Yeah, in, in my case, it definitely helped. I, I definitely don't want to say it's a one size fits all for everybody. But in my case, it did help. When I look back at my career, I had a job previous to the one I had now and definitely had a lot of work stress there as well. And at the time, I thought it was the job. And, and I ultimately left and took the job I'm in now. And after about the same period of time that I left the first job, while being at the second job, I started to get that same stress again. And I, I realized, hey, maybe this isn't the job. Maybe this is me. And that self-reflection into what was going on really made me realize, hey, I need to change things about myself, the things around me to be happy, to be uh, at a stress level that's reasonable and be happy with my career. And so that really triggered me to start doing things differently and looking at things differently and ultimately led to writing this book as a hobby. That's fantastic. I love that you said that sometimes we don't necessarily need to just change our situation, but we can change ourselves in whatever situation we're in. And, and that can create more happiness and fulfillment and, and other things. That's fabulous advice. And sometimes even changing ourselves can then help us find that other circumstance or situation change and, and find that in a more effective way rather than just thinking that the grass is always greener on the other side. Yep. Because if, if we don't change, then we're still the same person going into just a new situation and, and history can repeat itself if we don't make that change. So I'd love that you mentioned that. So Matt, in your opinion, what are some characteristics that good engineering leaders should have? You care a lot about leadership. You teach a lot of these principles, sounds like from the character in your book and have learned a lot of these principles over the course of your own career. So what are some of the characteristics that you can talk about from the perspective of the book and in your own personal experience that you think good leaders should have? 
Yeah, I think probably the most important thing is self-reflection and implementing change in yourself. Like I really like the saying, what got you here won't get you there. And so there's a constant reforming of yourself as you're growing as a leader because the tools and tactics that you use early on your career won't work later on in your career. I really feel that you've got to change your fuel, what drives you, what drives other people. And that's going to change a couple of times throughout your career. And I've definitely gone through that. And that was a big part of the main character in the book as well is when he went from literally one person in his colony versus 5,000 people in his colony, he had to change a lot to be able to manage that and have them continue on. Gotcha. That's fabulous advice on really doing that self-reflection and, and looking at what we can change in that. So Matt, to end off here, is there any advice that you'd give our listeners who might be considering a career similar to yours that they might want to pursue? Any advice that you can share? I think the first thing is definitely there's a lot of people that want to advance their careers and definitely always encourage that. There's definitely different tracks you can go. You can go management, you can go individual contributor routes. I do believe that people can learn to become managers, learn to become good leaders, but it does take work. It's not something that just automatically comes. And definitely it's not a situation where you become the manager and people automatically adhere to everything you say. That's just not how it works. And so if you're interested to learn great tactics with being a manager and a leader and grow and change yourself, you'll do quite well. It's very possible. And I, I would reflect that in myself. Like when I started out, I would not have considered myself a, a born leader by any means. Uh, I was very introverted and quiet and it took a lot of time and work to, to get to that. So I, I definitely would say that not taking it as a given, but putting work into it to become that leader, that's important. The self-reflection is important. And then maybe the third thing I would add in there that really helped me out in my career was asking a lot of questions of my, of my seniors, learning from them. They have a wealth of knowledge. And in my line of work, building up that subject matter expertise, not only in the technology, but in how to be a leader and a manager really helped me out a lot. And those folks love to talk about those things and give advice. It was definitely a situation where they had a lot of knowledge and I wanted to soak it up like a sponge. That's awesome. Fabulous advice and, and insights there. Well, thank you so much, Matt. At this time, we're going to transition into the Take Action Today segment of the show. And when we come back, we'll get one final piece of advice and insight from Matthew Dick. Now it's time for our Take Action Today segment of the show. I've been talking with Matthew Dick. And Matthew, can you please just share with us your one final takeaway you would have to help people move through and grow the careers and become the leaders that they want to become? Yeah, I think absolutely the most important thing from my perspective is that self-reflection and implementing change in yourself. I think it's very important to identify the changes that you need to make in yourself and not expect change to occur from others and, and your organization, the individuals that can implement that change, recognize that the, the need for change and then implement it. I really do feel that those individuals become successful engineering leaders and managers. 
because it helps them propel past any sort of limitations that they may have with, again, picking up leadership and management, which is a difficult thing to, to pick up because we don't take classes on it. This is one of those things you, you go as you go. But it as well, as you move up the chain into managing more and more people, it's very, very important to take that self-reflection and continue to make change. It's a never ending process to keep implementing improvements upon yourself. Great insights. Thanks so much for sharing that. And thanks for all of the things you've been able to share over the course of our conversation. I think I've learned a lot and I think our listeners can take a lot from this. So Matt, how can people find you if they, or find your book online? Where would you point people to to learn more about you and, and your book and the other things you're working on these days? So you can find my book, See the Hard Science Fiction Novel, on Amazon. Uh, you can just search for Matthew G. Dick. G is in goat. There's a astronaut and a goat on the cover. It's the only book on Amazon that has an astronaut and a goat on the cover. And I'm the only person named Matthew G. Dick in all of Amazon. So it's really easy to find. You can also find me uh, at my website, which is matthewgdick.com. There, there's a lot of great things on there with a blog and uh, updates uh, with the book and, and hopefully future books. Awesome. Thanks so much for sharing and thanks for being on the show. We really appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Jeff. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. We would love to hear your feedback, comments, and questions. Please go to www.engineeringmanagementinstitute.org where you will find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during the episode. And don't forget to check out any upcoming live webinars for this month at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Additionally, for those engineers who are struggling with unemployment or uncertain about how to make a career transition that works for you, I've created some free training resources with an opportunity to join a more intensive program called the Engineering Career Accelerator. If interested, you can find more information and a free training at engineeringcareeraccelerator.com. Until next time, I wish you the best in all of your engineering endeavors. The strategies that you heard in this episode will be of no use to you unless you take action and start to implement them in your career immediately. To help you do that, we have designed a system that you can use at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. It combines live monthly webinars with PDHs, plus a private forum giving you access to coaches and premium content focused on helping you build your management and leadership skills. Join us for our next live webinar at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org and we'll help you engineer your own success.